I got it like half a dozen words. I already started. Sorry. <laughs> Quick word before the episode begins. I realize I've been podcasting about dating and relationships now for about almost a year. And at no point I've mentioned that wherever you're listening to this podcast, please subscribe and leave a review because it'll help other people find the content. And also this episode is going to feature some increases and decreases in volume because it was recorded twice and I've tried making the transitions as smoothly as possible. I'm leaving some notes in the description that way you know where that happens. So sit back and enjoy the show. What up, what up? Welcome to episode 19 from Chicago. Special 312 edition. <laughs> I'm here with Corey. Hello, hello. And we're going to be talking about deal breakers again. <laughs> <laughs> this is round two. Yeah. <laughs> Do it for the content. Exactly. Um, it was actually, it was crazy because I know we met on Twitter, right? We did. Yeah. A few, like a few years ago. Yeah, it was like three, four years Which ago. Which I was actually thinking about today that I think it's funny because you're also not the only person that I've like met on Twitter and then become friends with like in real life. Yeah. Like in person, not just mm-hmm. like, oh, now we follow each other on Instagram. Yeah. And um, I was thinking how funny it is that I've made friends on Twitter more than I've gotten like successful dates on like okay cute like apps mm. and shit that are meant to date. <laughs> so you try to figure out social media. <laughs> like I'm on Twitter just like venting my own like personal political opinions yeah. and like dog memes and stuff and instead I ended up making like better connections there. <laughs> Honestly if there was a way to like just meet someone based on your political point of view and dogs, it's like all right. That would be work. perfect. Exactly. That's really all I'm looking for at this point. In twenty eighteen it's really just like can we talk about politics and not get mad at each other and also do we can we share dog memes <laughs> and that's pretty that's i think that's all i do on facebook i'm rarely on facebook but usually it's just memes that's my social media presence almost everywhere pretty much is politics and dogs <laughs> i think that's actually what my twitter profile says it's like this is honestly just politics and dogs <laughs> i think like mine just goes about like cool i oh i think i know on instagram i say i'm like a 200 280 character blogger nah. okay, that's not really anything but it's like I thought it was funny because it's Twitter yeah I get it and I no one it. outside of you know <laughs> most of my friends aren't on Twitter so they probably wouldn't get that either a lot of mine aren't either which yeah. is really weird yeah oh wow <laughs> but yeah that's how we met <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah how would you define deal breaker Okay, so I I think my answer has changed since we last talked about it because mm. when we were last talking about it I think like Deal breaker, I always thought of as kind of like a non-negotiable, right? Like it's this Mm -hmm. fixed thing that you carry with you from relationship to relationship and it's like indelible in you and your values and what you look for in a relationship. Yeah. But when you and I were talking about it, we looked up at a couple definitions and one of them was like kind of a lens that you put on someone. Yeah. For which like if there are no redeeming qualities for that, then like that's like the actual deal breaker like, yeah. so then you're like okay now it this outweighs all the other stuff so much that it's like not worth it for me and I think I like that better only because like I have recently been in a situation where I was dating someone for a little bit and started to develop feelings but then at the same time that my feelings were developing I started like 
not seeing him in person as much. Oh, you weren't he, calling him every day? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and so, uh, and that's always been something that's very important to me. Like, I can't do long-distance relationships. Like, mm-hmm. that's an absolute deal-breaker for me. It's yeah. just, like, I, I've tried it several times, and it never works because I need to, like, physically be with a person. Like, that's my, like, quote-unquote love language. Yeah. Um, so... I was very, after a while, it was like really bothering me that I wasn't seeing him mm. um, and not in a naggy, like, why aren't you seeing me kind of way. Yeah, just yeah. so much that like, I miss you mm-hmm. <laughs> because the point of dating someone is to like spend time with someone and like get to know I someone and like, that. what? I miss you. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I but know. like, I know it's such a heavy thing for people and I don't get I it because it's not like, oh my God, I miss you. I need you. Yeah, it's yeah, like, exactly. It's like, hey man, like we've been hanging out and I like hang out with you. And then like, especially when it's a, a new intimate slash sexual relationship, it's mm-hmm. like not even just like a friendship. Like you have the like hormones going yeah, too that are like, it's like, it's not even just like, I want to see you. There's also a mix of like, hey, like you're cool. I like spending time with you. And also my brain really wants to hit the dopamine sensor yeah. and like get that too. So it's I wasn't expecting like, to bring science into this. <laughs> I love science yeah. and love. It's a great comment. Like there's a, got a lot of good TED talks on that. But um, anyway, so like that's how I like show and appreciate love and like feel validated and satisfied in a relationship. So when I don't get that, like I'm just very, I just am very insecure mm-hmm. um, and like, kind of confused and a little bit hurt even though they obviously don't mean to hurt me like he's not like he's busy like he's got shit to do and I can rationally logically understand that and like be telling myself like Corey like calm down like everyone has a life and this is new like you've only been dating for however many weeks like a month I think it was like a month and a half at this point or so and so like like pump the brakes it's fine but then at the same time like my emotional side was like no but I really want to see you <laughs> and like and this really sucks not seeing you like I can know why it is and like understand that and agree with it but it doesn't stop it from feeling shitty yeah and so it was feeling shitty enough that like I eventually put the cards on the table and was like look I'm at the point where I don't even know if you're into me because I just like haven't been seeing you much lately and like mm. I don't know what to make of that Because, like, I know that you've said you're busy and I know that you're, like, dealing with a lot right now. And I'm sympathetic to that. And I don't want to pile on to that. But, like, I also need to express to you that, like, I'm not... Not like, I'm not happy because, like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, this just isn't I get working. It. I get it. Yeah, it's just like, you know, um, I really would like to see you more if we're going to keep doing this. Um, and he was very honest with me and was like... I hear you and I appreciate the directness, but you know, I'm drowning in all these things. Um, and he was, <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> I just visualized the metaphor and it was just kind of funny. Um, but, and so like, and he was being upfront and honest with me about the things that he was busy with. Like, mm-hmm. it wasn't like he was being vague or evasive or like, yeah. I don't know, maybe or like whatever. Like he was- He gave you he, your legit schedule. He was giving me legitimate reasons <laughs> yeah. and being, like transparent but and like trying not to make promises he couldn't keep and I really like respected that too and it just like became to a stalemate where where I was like look if we're gonna keep seeing each other I need to see you more and he was like I don't I really I literally don't have more time to devote to this mm. and so then I had to be like okay well come find me when you do mm. um and I like I felt really good about doing that at the time because I was like okay like this is something that meant something to me and 
I stood up for like my like non-negotiable. I think I even told him it was non-negotiable too, oh, and I felt like such a fucking asshole after. <laughs> it's like this is non-negotiable. Um, Ten mile radius. <laughs> like I'll see you in court. <laughs> um, so, um, so, but then later, like, even though I felt good for standing up for myself and like being honest and direct in a way that wasn't like demanding or irrational, like not coming at someone who's like. You don't, you're not making enough time for me. Like you're lying. Like you could be da 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 because you're out doing whatever, but you're not whatever. So like I didn't come at him like that. It was just like okay, like let's be honest, adults, and have this conversation about mm-hmm. what I need because that's also something important. That's important about deal breakers, right? Is that like you need to be upfront with that as like early on. Yeah. Like the bigger the thing, the more important the thing is to you. The earlier on you have to be upfront about it. True. Um, because otherwise, it's going to get to a point in the relationship where you're gonna confront that and you're gonna like bring it up to the person and you're gonna have been thinking about it for a while and it's gonna be completely new to them so you're gonna be blindsiding this person with like well here's this thing that you do that i can't stand and they're like well why haven't you fucking told me this whole time because i didn't know (laughs) because you didn't tell me so yeah so so i felt really good about being honest with them but then after like you know when you stop seeing someone you stop texting them and you stop like interacting with them on social media as much and that's really hard it's hard no matter like how long you've been dating the person like once you get used to the pattern and the rhythm of like talking to someone on various platforms and channels or like grabbing coffee with them Mm -hmm. in the day if you can't see each other and stuff like that it's hard to cut that off and so I was kind of like fuck maybe so this is where it goes back to I like the definition or not or like the description of looking at it from a perspective of other redeeming qualities. Because mm-hmm. I realized, like, I was so focused on how, like, kind of frustrated and hurt I was by not seeing him in person that I was discounting a lot of the stuff that he was doing, like, the quote-unquote, like, all the right things that he was doing to be around without actually being there. Like, okay. you know what I mean? So, like, it's all the little stuff that I was like, well, shit. Like, <laughs> and then when I, like, stopped and put it, like, from his perspective a little bit and like have the time to like cool down and like not be all in my head yeah then i was like you know damn like he was really busy and he was telling me how busy he was and he still like showed up for dinner <laughs> you know what i mean like like he could have just been like oh you know i'm going through i had a shitty day like can we cancel this yeah right and he didn't and he showed up and he like wanted to hear about my day and you know and he was always he was checking in and it's just like i didn't really realize it and so that's why I was like, maybe this wasn't a, maybe it was a deal breaker for me, but it's not a non-negotiable. Mm, I see. Yeah. My biggest deal breaker is that like I don't want kids, mm. and like that's that's a big one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because and because like, and that's something, and that's where I think the talking about deal breakers and dating is important. Like having these kinds of discussions is important because you, like people when they get into relationships should discuss those early on. Um, because like, especially at our age now, we're like staring down the barrel of 30 and everyone's You know what? Like, I, I don't need that kind of negativity, you know, it's a, <laughs> it's a couple of months away, you know, this I just, is, I'm, I'm just fresh me. off of birthdays, like, so I'm just like, oh man, it's coming up. Um, <laughs> it's all I think about now. It's just looming over me. Uh, but it's like getting to that age where like the friends are getting married and like everyone that, like most of the people that are on the dating scene are now at 
our age now are finally in the dating scene for a serious relationship, not just yeah. like, dating for dating sake anymore. True. Like I'm too old to date for dating sake anymore, which is why I haven't until recently and unsuccessfully, I hadn't dated for a few years. I mean, you have to take some risks, you know, you, yeah, yeah. you, you, you try, you know, <laughs> I, tried. I, 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 I swung and I, I missed, but it was a, there was an error on myself. So that's a first but... baseball reference. Great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'm sure there will be more between us. For sure. But um, no, but so I took a break, but like I, so now that the dating pool is a little bit more serious, like now when I talk to guys, like they're looking for long term and then they're thinking about whether or not they want to like get married and have kids. And like that's something that if like you want that, that's great and that's good for you, but you can't jump into a relationship with someone who's saying like, I don't think I want kids right now when you're hearing like, oh, I don't want kids. Like, right now, because I'm young, and I'm saying, like, I don't True. want kids. Like, yeah, right yeah. now, at this moment, I'm telling you I don't want kids. <laughs> so, and... um, would you ask that on a first date? I don't know if I would ask that on the first date. Like, but I think that it comes up in the first few dates. Yeah. For sure. That happens because... on the first date. <laughs> yeah. But I think it also, I think it depends on, like, where you go and you start the first date. because. True. Dating, like, a first date when you're dating off of an app and that's the first time you – it's almost like a blind date, essentially. Except Pretty much. texting the person, right? Yeah. So – and you're just kind of going in blind and, like, hoping for the best. But, like, I recently had a first date with someone that I had kind of, like, known tangentially and built a kind of a friendship with over a year or so. And so, like, when we went on a date, it didn't feel like a date. Because we had already, like, known – we had learned stuff about each other and, like, we knew each other's sense of humor and, like, interests and stuff like that. Like, we followed each other on social media already. And so it was different talking because it was just, like, having an extension of, like, this ongoing kind of conversation we had already had for such a long time that talking about things like how you feel about kids or your family or politics and stuff like that, like, that – it wasn't weird. Mm. Well, I think that's, I've always considered like first dates, especially like on apps, sort of like a weird interview because you have like specific questions you want to know about this person that you've never met. You're going based on a profile, like a resume and it's like, all right, mm -hmm. cool. Well, I like a couple of things here, but I need to find out more. Right. Yeah. You're like, yeah. on paper, this is good. But exactly. sometimes yeah, it yeah. just like doesn't mesh. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so like the kids thing is like legit. Like I know, um, Oh, this friend might hear. Oh, oh well. Um, so <laughs> I have a friend of mine who doesn't want kids, mm -hmm. but her boyfriend does. Yeah. And, and like the thing, the weird thing with that is sort of like if there's any expectations of like marriage at some point, like that's going to play a factor at exactly. some point. And like, and you can't, the thing is, is that it's unfair to both sides. Like it's unfair True. for the guy who wants kids to get married to the girl because I'm sure in the back of his head he's thinking like oh someday we'll settle down we'll be in our late 30s we'll be ready to have kids and like stop going out or focusing on ourselves and like that's that may not happen and then he may like resent her because he never got the kids but that's not what she signed up for and if she knows that he wants kids like then she should go let him have you know and not that I'm telling your friends what to do but like in that situation <laughs> like that like that's a big thing to ask someone to give up for the rest of their lives like, exactly i understand why it means a lot to people and why people want to be parents i just personally don't feel that need or think that that's something for me and it and it took me a long time to realize that too and that's the thing about deal breakers is that it may not be like obvious until like it kind of stares you in the face mm -hmm. 
because it was when like my I had an ex in college who was like was talking about moving to the burbs and having kids. And I was like, I don't think you're hearing me. <laughs> when I yes, say that. Like, I bet that I, happens a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to move to the burbs. And I do like I want to live in the city and I want to live a single life. I want to spend my money and my time and my energy and my mentality like on me. And that's the choice and me and my partner. But then also like not having kids grants me the ability to not have to be searching for a forever partner to True. raise a child with. Yeah. So my like my options as far as you know what my relationship or relationships look like in the future are wide open and so like then to be dating someone who's expecting to like settle down and have like have the suburban house and have kids and get married like that's just not that's not doable like that's a deal breaker because Mm. it's we're just never going to have we're never going to build a life together that we both want and I've noticed that a lot more people are, like, not anti, anti-kids, we'll just say. Yeah. Like, anti-kids. <laughs> like, I've, I've I hate like, kids. <laughs> yes. Okay, good. I, no, I hate so, <laughs> so, um, I, I always get asked questions about, like, if I want kids. And it's always from, like, people who are, you know, in relationships or engaged uh-huh. or married. It's like, all right, uh-huh. I get it. And the thing is that, like, look, I've it's weird because I'm sort of like in that level where it's like, no, but then again, I, I, I don't know. Like, I'm going to say no, because look, I haven't actually had this conversation. And the more I think about it, like it also doesn't help that I'm an only child. So yeah, that's true. I've never had to deal with kids. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like I, I've had like a pretty good, like 29 plus years of not having to like <laughs> worry about a younger human being. So why start now? I, I don't know. Like, I also feel like I'd be so unprepared. But then the worst part is when I say that people are like, well, no one's ever prepared. It's like, look, I, I was trying to find an out. I wasn't trying for you to like, actually like convince me. <laughs> but it's, to, not, <laughs> it's not even about being prepared. Like, oh, I have all this stuff in the house. And you know, I know what to do with the baby. It's, it's the wanting part. Like you have to just really, really want to be a parent and want to dedicate yourself That's to that. That's a good point. And yeah. it's either, it's either you want to be a parent or you don't, you cannot have ass wanting a kid. Mm. Like, so if you want the kid and you want to take care of it and you want to be a good parent, then you should totally have kids. But if you're wishy-washy about it, then you should totally not have kids. Like it's a, bin- <laughs> it's a binary decision. So like you can't be in the middle about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, how about, uh, I, I know like my friend uh, definitely brought this up with someone who smokes. Mm. Yeah. Cigarettes. Cigarettes, yeah. 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 Yeah, no. I can't. And I was not seeing this is where like, deal breakers change over time because in college I didn't care. Like when I was coming home and having a cigarette out of my stoop, sorry mom, um, after work and just like watching the cars you go by. You with your mom all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure she will find it somehow. True. Um, moms and do. <laughs> moms always do, especially my mom. And so like it becomes a ritual. Like people have like, everyone has a different thing that they associate with smoking cigarettes like Mm -hmm. because so many people our age like smoked at some point yeah but then gave it up Mm -hmm. so like i don't know anyone who smokes cigarettes now but i know every like everyone i know has done it for like a a little bit or at least did it for like a stint (laughs) kind of thing Yeah, yeah so i didn't mind it so much in college when like i did every once in a while but i did date this one guy who like was really addicted like almost that like pack a day kind of guy 
and to the point where like he would go have a cigarette like at night at midnight like out like on the balcony in the middle of Chicago winter and he would even be like hey do you want to come with me I was like no (laughs) I am so warm and comfortable right now yeah why would I want to go put on two layers to go stand outside on your windy balcony to smoke a cigarette like no I'm I'm not gonna lie I'm gonna invest in one pack of cigarette that way like at work it's mm-hmm. like, hey, I'm going to take a smoke break. I'm not I'm really just, taking a smoke yeah, break, but, you know, but I just... you can't I just, fake the smell, though. You can't fake the smell. It's indelible on people who smoke, and that's the thing that disgusts me now. Like, now that I've gotten true. older and I've, I haven't smoked in years, and none of my friends smoke, and I'm not around it very often, yeah. and to be honest, not a lot of people in Chicago, like, smoke. Like, it's mm. very rare, not very rare, but maybe once every couple of weeks will I smell someone smoking a cigarette on the mm. sidewalk. So, like, when I do smell it now, it's so distinctive to me, and it stands out that it's, like, disgusting like there was a guy on the train the other day that was like sitting um by me like and i thought he was cute and then as he got closer i could smell the smoke and i was like huh no so close (laughs) i mean like as if we were gonna have cute on the train but i have met people on the train before i have gone on dates with people i met on the train i have never done that I one time wrote my number with eyeliner down on like a spare piece of paper that I had in my purse and like handed it to a guy that I'd been making eyes at as I was like walking off. (laughs) Here you go. It was one of the coolest moments of my entire life. (laughs) Did he call? He did. And we went on two dates. Nice. Um, So, oh, I actually asked a bunch of people. Okay. Like deal breakers. I'm not going to go through each one because shockingly, a lot of people had opinions, which is like, cool. Definitely not going to go through the ones I was telling you about earlier, but <laughs> we'll see how the conversation we'll spare, goes. We'll spare yeah, that, yeah. Yeah. So, like, one thing my friend brought up was uh, he said, like, short term, like, loud chore. I was like, no, that's that's long term, too. I, I, I don't want to date someone that can't, like, chew with their mouths closed. Uh, and I'm not uh, saying, like, that's, I'm just, that's just weird because, like, look, I'm assuming as a couple, if yeah. wherever how we go, we're going to eat a lot. I, I, yeah. I can't like no like that that's not a short term thing that's a look um I'm assuming we're gonna share meals a lot so oh, this this can't okay. this, this can't be a thing I'm sorry like yeah you know. <laughs> I mean every, but that's the thing like everyone has like little quirks too that true. Just, like, that you is can't true. put up with yeah. and that's what I, that's what I like where I started like it could, a deal breaker could just be anything that just completely turns you off from someone and it's like mm-hmm. nope not worth it it cancels out everything else you cannot redeem this <laughs> like yeah <laughs> um bad senses of humor is also yeah. like a deal breaker for me wait 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 do you mean like bad as if they don't have one or like that is if like puns. yeah if they don't no i love puns you know okay. me. i love puns cool i'm totally down with the dad jokes and the puns and like actually one of my most insufferable qualities is making puns and also like mashing words together Mm. so but but so that's exactly why i need someone that has like a relatively decent sense of humor or can at least like laugh off my shitty sense of humor um also i I just realized that my sarcasm is really difficult to figure out at first so it is so oh damn it is yeah (laughs) (laughs) so and the worst part is like if also if it's like via text like via text is the worst so like at least i feel like with social media i figured out a way it's like look i'm not being serious but like if you just met me you'll just hear me talk and it's like well that's a bit dark it's like uh, i mean one that's my humor and two i wasn't actually serious but i can't remember what you said but i remember when we went to the Sox game that one time and like oh. I asked you, a, I asked you a question, and you gave me such a deadpan answer, and it was just like so unexpected. And I remember being like, um, 
okay. And I just like didn't know what to say. And I just like kept walking and like, yeah. like where's the churro stand? Like... <laughs> that is the difficult part. And also I just realized that my facial expressions don't help either. So like sometimes I'll say things with a straight face. And it's yeah. like, mm, I don't know. But then other times I'll yeah. be making the weirdest faces when I say something. And people are like, I, I still don't know what's going on here. See, yeah. I know that we're talking about deal breakers, but I'd have to say that one of my deal makers. One of my deal makers is like when a guy can like, uh, and I love the, the British term, like when someone has a good chat. Um, mm. when you can like chat someone up, um, but like you can kind of banter back and forth. Like when a guy can banter back and forth with me on like my best snark, like, like yes, in soul. That is true. <laughs> like, that is like, you could probably overcome a lot of my deal breakers with that. Actually, someone I was dating before, they, uh, I, I usually don't try to like put the banter right away. I have to like, you know, fish it out, see how they feel oh, about no, it. Oh no, I'm like right but, off the bat. Yeah, so I'm not. <laughs> So that's the issue, because at first she was like, hmm, oh, no. And then she said, like, one specific joke, and I was like, all right, cool. I see what this is here. All right, now I'm not yeah, going to, like, yeah. hold back. And she was like, oh, okay, cool. I see that now. So You do have to suss yeah. it out a little bit, but I think with me, like, my part of my attraction to guys is my snark. Mm. I, I, like, I don't know. Like, you tend to pick up signals, but, like, after you've dated enough people and you get enough feedback... <laughs> like you kind of realize like what the attraction is there like what the draw is for, True. for other people and so like a lot of times it's like you're sassy like and so it's like I'm gonna have that off the bat because if you can't jive with that that's gonna be like this is how I am all the time and so like I I literally cannot change because this is my natural <laughs> sense of humor exactly. I can't like actively <laughs> do this so if you're not down with that then this is probably not gonna work but if you can like play back play it back to me then this is gonna probably be okay true so i'm gonna ask you two specific questions if they're deal breakers mm-hmm. or not so so i know you're a cards fan yeah SPL. so is the cubs one it's not it's not oh, oh my god yes. let, me, let me tell you so this is <laughs> see this is what i mean where like your deal breakers can change over time because um I had a friend, this, like, literally the first person I met in Chicago 10 years ago, um, and he and I became really good friends, but he was, like, I'm agnostic, he's incredibly Christian, Mm. I'm very much a bleeding heart liberal, he is very, very conservative, he's pro-guns, I'm anti-gun, he's, uh, and then he's also a Cubs fan, and I'm a Cardinals fan, and so, like, we were just polar opposites of each other, and we were always kind of, like, had an attraction to each other. And, but we're like, obviously we're like, it's never going to work. We have all these things that are totally opposite, whatever. So we just stayed really, really good friends for like eight years until we went out drinking together one night. <laughs> it <laughs> always we, like, starts with drinks. Well, no. <laughs> it always starts with drinks. Well, and also like he was in a really good mood because it was the night um, that the, the Cubs had won the NLCS in 2016. Uh, um, and so he texted me and he was like, hey, we're at the bars. We're drinking. We're I mean, the Cubs, only, the Cubs only won the NLCS once. So you don't have to say the years. <laughs> and they, they'll only ever win it once. So um, it's a once in a lifetime opportunity. Exactly. And you'll never get that night back. So why not just go True. for it? And and he went for it. He was like, I love you. Like, I've always been in love with you. Like, we should totally do this. And I was like, you know what? Yeah, why not? Like, if we care about each other, we've been friends for this long. Like, why not? And and it immediately blew up like two weeks oh, later. No. <laughs> well, it's funny because. But it wasn't because 
you as a Cubs fan. (laughs) I would hope not. (laughs) I remember I actually, a couple of years ago, I went out with someone who was not only a Mets fan, but also a Red Sox fan. Ooh, ooh, yes, ooh, yeah. double whammy. I, weird, because actually she's like the longest person I went out with. Yeah. So it was like weird. So it's like the one, I guess, rule we had is that we couldn't watch a game together. That's fair. That's a good boundary <laughs> to set that. So we were like, look, like, you can't, like, so like when we hang out, we're not going to watch like Mets or like Red Sox, Yankees games. So yeah. yeah, that's fair. But the thing is that we actually met up once after I went to a Yankees game and I wear like Yankees gear. So when I go to a game, so she was like, all right, get that shit off. <laughs> so here's the thing though. And now that I think about it, because I've lived in Chicago for so long as a Cardinals fan, like inevitably you're going to date Cubs fans. And mm-hmm. I have, and, and my college, my most serious boyfriend that I've ever had, he was a Cubs fan, but, like, casually. Like, he liked baseball, like, when he was at the stadium. Yeah. Um, And so, like, we went to a game together, and that was fine. But I also, like, I even just hate the AL in general. So whenever I Because of the DH. Because <laughs> the DH. We've had this conversation. <laughs> yeah. So, like, this that's for another podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but so whenever I meet someone from the AL, then I'm, like, usually automatically giving them shit. And so, like, I guess this is another deal maker. But, like, if I was to meet a, a Cubs fan that is a genuine, like, baseball fan and could go, like, head-to-head on me with, like, all of my shit, mm-hmm. then, like, that's fine. Well, that's true. That's sort of, <laughs> like, like, what helped. It's sort of, like, it was weird because, like, even though we were, like, we had opposing like favorite teams we were still like able to actually talk about baseball without it being like okay so it also doesn't help like i'm not like an obnoxious yankees fan like i like baseball so like for me i can talk about baseball and i could be legit if my team is shitty i'm like yeah we're playing like shit like we were earlier today but you know so (laughs) before this podcast started i'm gonna say nothing but yeah no it's true (laughs) and whatever but yeah it's fine. I can't say shit about my team right now. So. <laughs> and then also the second deal breaker was like, hey, so nice to meet you. I don't like dogs. Oh, no, no. <laughs> That's a I, terrible. Hu- I okay, so here's gonna, my thing about that. Someone else said that and I was here's, like, yes, I'm going to bring that shit up. <laughs> here's my thing about that. If you've been bitten by a dog or you have some sort of traumatizing experience with a dog, I totally understand why you would be turned off to dogs. True. Like, that's fine. If you have not had a traumatic experience with a dog and you just hate dogs, then, like, you're now in Donald Trump's club and that thing. Well, you know what's weird? I actually used to be scared of dogs because I did have a traumatizing, like, experience when I was younger. But I got over it. But it took a while. I remember I went over to a friend's place and they had a dog. I was like, oh, he doesn't bite. It's like, "Mm, we'll see about that. I don't... I don't know. I have other dogs. And so, yeah, it, it took me a while to get over that. But I'm not saying, like, I didn't like dogs. Like, eh, I, I don't yeah. know. Are you going to? Yeah. yeah exactly. Them. That's different than not yeah. liking them. That's different than being like, oh, I don't I don't want to be around. Dog that I, I had a roommate. Um, my roommate last year had, like, one of her friends in town. And I was dog sitting that weekend. And, like, <laughs> I let him. I, like, walked into the apartment. And Buddy, like, bolted onto her lap. And the girl, like, recoiled and almost, like, pushed him off her. And I was like, excuse you. And then Hannah was like, oh, she doesn't like dogs. And I was like, and I was like, what? (laughs) Like, I couldn't even control it, especially because, like, my dog's so fucking cute that, like, he attracts all walks of life 
to him whenever I'm like walking him out. So that, um, so like the fact that she was like disgusted by it, I was just like, you're terrible. Like automatically, I just think you're a terrible person. And this See, is the first thing I'm learning about you, and I'm not gonna get over this. <laughs> There's a different things between being disgusted and being afraid because that's different. Like that's she was yeah. like, they're needy and yippee. I don't like it, and I was like, oh my what? God. No, <laughs> yeah. By the way, did you ever watch uh, How I Met Your Mother? I forgot if oh, you did. Oh, every, every episode multiple times. Nice. So I remember uh, in one episode when I think, oh, who was Ted? Ted dated so many people, I forgot her name. But, <laughs> so like one of, like one of them, because there was many, mm-hmm. was like, she doesn't like Star Wars. And I was like, oh yeah so, and like made her watch it yeah and, that's, and then was like try, wait he was like watching her from the yeah, room yeah 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 they were, watching it yeah yeah he's like look i can't watch you i can't watch the movie while you're watching me so like you're gonna leave and yeah. the weird thing with me is that i guess i sort of get that but at the same time it's like i mean i've no, i've also done to the I point where like <laughs> my friend and i we I did don't. we did a podcast about being only children so we're like okay. used to like our way so like look if you don't like something i don't really care i'm gonna do it anyways sort of like if someone doesn't like peanut butter it's like okay cool there's more for me so yeah for me i don't like like weird things like that wouldn't really bother me because like i'm gonna watch it anyways so like when star wars episode nine comes out next year and if Mm -hmm. for some reason i'm actually no let me not let me be positive let's say i'm dating someone by then (laughs) (laughs) put it out there man that's a year and change away you know things can happen so and if she doesn't like star wars it's like oh well you don't have to come i mean you're invited but if you don't want to go it's be like oh okay like yeah i have a friend of mine who i watch movies with anyway so it's not like yeah yeah, I don't think like interests have ever been a deal breaker for me. No, because I am a firm believer in that you should have a healthy amount of disinterest. This guy I was dating recently, like we have some overlapping music tastes, but like some very different. Um, and I kind of appreciate that because it's like, oh, I'll check out artists, and like this often happens. And this is actually why I think I've, I've. Whenever people look at my iTunes list, they're like, it's, this is very schizophrenic. <laughs> <laughs> like it's just like all over the place. Yeah. And Country, techno, hip whatever, pop, whatever. Oh, <laughs> it's basically everything but like really twangy country and metal is is all in there, all, all the way going back to the 30s. Like, so it's there's a lot in there, and it's usually because I'll like date someone who has a very different taste in music than I do. And like, I remember the guy I dated sophomore year of college was like really into hip hop and rap, and that's when I really got into like J Cole and like. A, like a bunch of people that were doing mixtapes like even back then mm-hmm. um and like started getting into that music and so like i would kind of like date guys and kind of like pick up their music collection <laughs> <laughs> like can i see your spotify <laughs> yeah. mm, okay i'm done that's all right. i need like i dated a guy that was really into like uh like tom waits and shit and like mm. so just like really random music and so like i pick up like all of these so, like i start listening to what they're listening to and and it's different from mine but then it's like something that then like they expose me to in a way and I don't necessarily like I don't need to go to a concert with you for like this person if I don't like that kind of music it's like exactly what you're saying like if it's just not my thing it's not my thing and like like I want you to go enjoy that um and then like tell me about it like I'm like if I was the girl like I'd be like oh my god like have fun at Star Wars I want to hear all about it like later mm-hmm. yeah yeah exactly <laughs> I don't want to watch that but like hey hope you enjoy yourself you know? I look forward to hearing what you think about it yeah, yeah. <laughs> This is also another deal breaker for me that I realized recently is that like, like everyone has their own love language, right? Like we Mm -hmm. all need something to feel validated and satisfied. And like my love language is like touch and quality time. 
And so like, it really is important to me. And it's not just because like, I need it is as it is so much that when I don't have that, when the person's not offering it to me, then I feel insecure. Like I'm not worth it almost in a way. And so then I start to question whether or not like they actually like me, whether or not like they actually care about me because they're not expressing it in a way that I receive it (laughs) kind of thing. And so it's like, (laughs) it's a disconnect. Um, And so like, then that's another, like I said, you should talk about deal breakers early and you should talk about like those things that you need really early on too, because then you're not going to be satisfied. And, And it's important to then be upfront and be like, look, like I'm not getting enough quality time. Um, and that's important for me to feel validated in a relationship and, and not even in like a way where I'm like asking for validation all the time, you know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. But just to feel like, Corey, you're funny. You're an amazing person. You know, (laughs) I I mean, I know that, (laughs) um, not saying you needed the validation, just throwing it out there. Exactly. Um, but you want like reciprocity. And and so like when you want to spend time with someone and and they're not giving you time, maybe even just because they literally don't have the time, you can logically understand that, but it still feels shitty and you may not just want to feel that shitty. And so that could be a deal breaker. But I also just think like there's a difference between like short-term and long-term deal breakers. Yes. And I know one, so like one, so I was like going through like different, like usually when I like do it, a podcast I try to like look at random websites mm-hmm. and see what they have to say and the one thing that really annoyed me that popped up in this one article was like someone not being like not letting you look at their phone I was like wait hold on like that mm. that's different like if you're dating like that's a specific thing you have to talk about beforehand but if you're not in a relationship yeah. there's no reason why but I don't know it depends on like preferences like there's like, looking at a phone is, like, a relationship thing, not even... And, but then again, why do you have to look at someone's phone? I don't... Wait, mean, wait, so you mean, like... That was a deal breaker. Like, looking at someone else's phone. No, like I should so, be... so, yeah, so, like, let's say you're dating someone. It's yeah. a deal breaker if he doesn't allow yeah. you to look at his phone. I was like, oh, no. what the fuck is that? Like, no, that no. is just... Like, that but is... Here's the thing, though, it's like, <laughs> I haven't... But here's where maybe I'm not in the loop with it is because I haven't had like a quote unquote serious relationship in the last maybe like four like five years Mm -hmm. so like the whole looking at each other's phone because you're constantly on it thing wasn't really a thing the last time I was in a long-term relationship (laughs) that's true yeah I just realized that yeah so there just wasn't a need because we were literally the last time I was in a long-term relationship I was last time I was in a relationship Facebook (laughs) and Twitter and messaging but I wasn't Yeah, yeah, yeah I wasn't like I don't know, doing anything crazy on it. So we never, I never, I never felt the need to see anyone's phone. And until I started dating someone that was lying to me all the time. Yeah. <laughs> and that's when you want to see someone's phone. But if that's happening, then you should just not be in that relationship well, see, anyway. Well, that's the weird thing because the last time I was in like a legit, like monogamous relationship, I, mm-hmm. there wasn't a Twitter, there wasn't an Instagram. So the idea like, oh, wait, these things are here now. Yeah. This plays a factor in dating. That's right. But it's- it's really yeah. weird. Like, I, I think you posted recently, like, when do you exchange, like, social media handles with someone? Yes, I and did. I was like, and I messaged you, I was like, people do this? Like, I can't mm-hmm. believe that's a thing that you would actually be like, because, like, the only time that I've ever asked someone, like, what's your handle or been asked what's your handle is when I was sitting on the couch with the guy that I had already been dating for, like, a couple months. So, um, I'm, I, so. <laughs> and it just wasn't a big deal then. <laughs> Scenario. Um, 
this was a couple of months. It was like earlier this year. I matched with someone on Tinder. We spoke a bit. We exchanged numbers. And like a little bit like, like not as much as like the clingy person. But <laughs> the, like she said like, hey, do you want to like exchange, exchange Instagram? And I was like, uh, how do I like say no without saying like, I don't want to. But it's like, I just developed a rule where it's like, I want to actually like meet you first. Yeah. Then. Because like, I remember one time I exchanged uh, profiles with someone mm-hmm. and I decided to like scroll down. It's like, oh, pictures of an ex. And that doesn't really matter, but it's like, okay, great. Now I'm not going to, I'm it in a rabbit hole. It starts you off on the wrong foot. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm in a rabbit hole that I can't get rid of now. Yeah. Because you're and... just like, that's you're going into the date, like thinking of like, oh, you were in a relationship and this is the person you're in a relationship with. And you already have like something to gauge yourself against without True. even knowing them. Yeah. Another no, one that popped. You another should one never that popped lurk. Up. Never lurk on people before your date. I'm a big believer in that. I do not like. I'll go and like make sure that they're a real person. Like, <laughs> wait, have you have you actually met met like met someone that wasn't their actual profile? No, but okay, I definitely. Thank God. All right, good shit. Yeah, no, I haven't. But also, I've only been on maybe like two or three like online dating dates like that's hashtag blessed right there like the same i will well we can have a whole other podcast about how horrible <laughs> one of them was and that one would definitely have to be like r-rated for sure because he was crass as hell oh shit all right <laughs> yeah anyway so yeah i i digress uh, so I, I know I told you this earlier before we started like podcasts about like mm-hmm. uh, staying friends with an ex. Yeah. Like, would them still talking or being friends with an ex be a deal breaker? I don't know. I think it's very situational because like if someone, if I were to start dating someone, I have more than one ex that I'm still friendly with. I don't have yeah. any exes that I see on like a regular basis. Yeah, that's different, yeah. Yeah, it's different. So if someone is, like, friends with an ex and, like, continuously seeing them, I think it really depends. Like, I would have to have an honest conversation with them and maybe even with the ex about, like, what happened in your relationship, Mm. how did it end, why did it end. Interesting. You know what I mean? Because, like, it really – like, if you guys amicably broke up because you drifted apart and you realized, like, you were two different people, then there's really nothing to worry about there because you just realized you're very different people that don't want to be in a relationship but you still care about each other. How often does that happen, though? I've had that happen. Oh, okay. I'm not saying I get (laughs) – I've had that happen. No, I – I, um, my relationship that ended in college was just because, like, like I said, like, he very much wanted to move out to the and get married and settle down and Mm -hmm. have kids. And I was like, no, I want to live in the city. So I was like, you want a wife? And I am not that wife. (laughs) And so, like, and and so, like, he was a little bit, like, obviously he was upset about it, but, like, we, it wasn't like anyone did anything wrong. We just were not compatible with each other long term and so we had to end it and so like maybe for a couple months we didn't talk because you kind of have you have to get used to not having that person around and like not talking to them all the time and you have to get like a little space from them to start realizing like who you are as on your own um but like we're friendly now and he's married and he's got like in like a house out in the suburbs like just what he wanted and I'm like nice. so happy for him and we talk on social media all the time like so, like, it can be done. It's just, like, having that honest conversation with the one you're with about, like, here's what happened and why it happened. But, if yeah, if I had an ex who, like, had some tumultuous relationship with his ex and, like, all of a sudden he's, like, 
going out and getting drinks with her and we like like fuck that well see there's a difference right there's a difference with like talking to an ex is like okay well that's good you know you guys talk but there's like what yeah. level of talking like i know with my ex we don't text that often like i know we usually text on like mm-hmm. birthdays holidays but we don't like well also she doesn't live in new york but if she did you know like yeah. that would be like weird if we went out like every other week yeah or you know like oh we went on vacation together it's like what the fuck <laughs> If they're, like, in a constant rotation, it's weird. And I've heard of that happening. Of Like, I've oh, had shit. girlfriends who are, like, yeah, his ex is around, like, all the time. And then, mm-hmm. and it's weird because then the ex starts – is very comfortable now being, like, well, I've been a part of his life for so long, like, longer than you've been around. And, yeah. like, we're still friends. So, like, I'm here for to stay. And it's, like, you have to respect the fact that, like, our relationship is very different from your friendship slash past relationship um True. so i've had girlfriends that have had struggled with that but i i mean i haven't dated in a long time so i just haven't had to deal with that really oh wait no that's not true i actually was i dated someone my junior year of college who had been engaged mm. previously mm. and was still mm. friends with her like very close friends with her like she came to town and stayed at his place no on the couch yeah while we were what dating and that I sounds was like, like an insecure episode. I was very surprised <laughs> at how well I actually handled it in the moment, um, considering that I was like 21 and still like very apt to like go off the handle in relationships at the time. Nope. That's... Uh... Oh, that's just so weird. I was... um, Wait, yeah, did he so tell was... you beforehand or did you find out after? Oh, no, he totally told me beforehand. Oh, well, and I guess then... that's, that's sort of. It was fine, but he was just like, it was just so weird because they were just like shooting the shit like old friends. And I was like, you guys were engaged. Like, this is so weird. Mm -mm. Like, I'm talking to the girl that my boyfriend would have married had they not just like grown apart a little bit because they turned 20 and realized they were adults. (laughs) Mm. Yeah, no. Yeah. There was like two specific things. There's two specific deal breakers that got me triggered. Um, Mm -hmm. not entirely I'm pretty aware so like one of them was like being a picky eater I was like well I'm not a picky eater I'm just someone who if I'm if I'm like if I'm gonna pay for a meal I'm gonna pay for something I've had before oh you don't want to like adventure into something like no if if something costs like $50 I'm not gonna be exotic (laughs) I'm sorry no that's no like if it's like 20 I, I guess I'll be adventurous so like if I've never had like I know I didn't actually have Thai food. A $20 adventure <laughs> yeah that's different than like I don't know I'm not being specific it depends too like so if there's like a cuisine I've never had I will legit ask people questions about it. it's like mm, so is that like spicy or is it this or is whatever so like there's like a different level of like spices like my like you know, it uh-huh. it depends. So I'm willing to adventure and actually try something I've never had before, but it depends on the You don't want to invest too. in it, yeah. Well, then again, I don't want to throw something out I've never had. Like, you know, like, yeah. I don't like the idea of throwing out food. Yeah. So it's like, so like, if I'm, if I'm not going to enjoy it, why would I buy it? That just sounds weird to That's me. also why, like, I hate the, whatever people are like, oh, let's go to a date to somewhere neither of us have ever been. Like, Why? <laughs> Like, why would you want to walk in blind to a place that neither of you know is good or not? And then I've you done could that end up before. Having just like a ter- don't ever do that. People, if anyone is listening to this, don't fucking ever do that. That's, that's like setting How yourself dare you up say if anyone is listening to this? At least one person is going to listen. I'm going to listen to this. So. Whoever is listening to this. Also, but also whoever is listening to this, 
don't take my advice because I'm single. True. So. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> and the other deal breaker that popped up was being emotional, emotionally unavailable. And I was like, well, that depends. Like, I'm... I. But isn't that kind of like... Isn't that a deal breaker for everyone? Because you have to be emotionally available to be in a relationship. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, there was a lot of deal breakers that people told me. It's like, well, that's just normal. Like, that's just being yeah, in a relationship. Yeah, like, that that's understandable. It's like with me, it's like I I know I'm going to take my time to talk about things, but I acknowledge that. So like, if you were supposed to be like, hey, um, how do you feel about this? Like, you know, or like if you wanted me to talk about something that I'm not comfortable with, I'll tell you that. So I, I just, that's different. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like saying a deal breaker for me is when someone's emotionally available is saying the same as like a deal breaker for me is when someone's verbally abusive. Yeah, I know. Like, no like, shit. Like someone had a deal breaker. <laughs> I was like, cheater. I was like, well, no one wants a cheater. Like, no one's like, yeah, no hey, one wants a cheater. hey, you, you're Although a cheater. I what? Say, I I'll date this. you. There are, eh. there are nuances. Like I don't, obviously no one likes to be cheated on, but I don't like when people hide things. That actually popped Whether up. it's yeah. innocent or mm. not. Because I was in a relationship where, like, he would just be so vague about everything and kind of, like, live this kind of very mysterious life. And so Mm -hmm. then later, after the fact, I found out it was because he was, like, seeing other people. Like, that he had, like, a social media account, like, that I didn't know about that he was, like, posting, like, snaps. That's so much work. that so, is so much work. And it wasn't what? even, like, specifically about me. Like, he just, like, oh had a God. Snapchat that he just, like, didn't give me <laughs> yeah, and yeah. was, like, posting girls. So, like, if I was to be in a relationship and found out that, like, someone was, like, hiding even just something <laughs> small and petty as, like, hiding their Instagram story from me or something, like, that mm. would be a deal breaker for me because – and that would be, like, a deal breaker. Like, we're not dating. I don't want to be your friend. Like, I want nothing to do with you because, like, you're actively hiding something from me. And the whole point of, like, having a relationship, whether it's platonic or romantic or intimate or whatever, is that, like, we're sharing ourselves with each other and, like, like being honest with each other. And yeah. so, like, if you're hiding that from me, that's, like, it's shady and it's going to ask me, like, why you're hiding it from me and, like, what else are you hiding from me? And, like, what else have you told me that's been a lie? And it leads down, like, a whole rabbit hole with me. So, like, that's a deal breaker. Um... What's your thoughts on clinginess? On what? Clinginess. Like someone being. Um, I don't know because it's hard. I am not, I don't subscribe to the idea that there are rules around how often you see someone mm-hmm. when you first start dating or yeah. whatever. I think it, to me, I don't like talking on the phone. So it's weird to me when I see people in relationships who talk on the phone a lot, but that's just because I hate talking on the phone and that's not my preferred mode of communication. Like I remember I was dating a guy once and I just called him randomly cause I was just like kind of buzzed and was like leaving wherever I was and like feeling, I was like, I just want to talk to you. What are you doing? And he was like, I thought this was an emergency. Like you never fucking use the phone. I'm serious. That's what my friends think all the time <laughs> because it's like you, like it's like pulling teeth to get me on there. But yeah. So, like, so it's different for every person and it's different for every couple, but I don't, like, when it goes back to, like, when you were saying I miss you is scary, right? That's because when someone says, like, I miss you, like, there's a connotation of, like, oh, this person needs me. No, I think and, that's like, different. I, I, I don't know. Huh. But you, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like, there's things that you say to someone, like, even just, like, I like you, and then yeah. people are like, whoa, and it's like, well, well see, no that's... fucking shit, I like you, we're dating. Well, that's why I was so scared with the IG story, where... 
Oh, so I, I texted someone my number. Okay. That way it's like, hey, so they gave me their number. It's like, all right, cool. But hey, here's my number. And then she wanted to start a conversation. Yeah. And I was like, I'm actually out with friends. Oh, yeah, And I just feel weird that like if we haven't... See, that's, that's what I mean though. Is like you have, but then you communicate those things, right? Yeah. Like, oh, sorry. Like, I'm not usually like that. I'm just like out mm-hmm. with friends. Like, we yeah, can yeah. talk more in depth later. You know what exactly. I mean? Like, yeah. So I just... And that was me trying to be upfront with the, that guy I was talking about earlier. Is like I would, I just want to see you more, and like mm-hmm. just trying to be honest about it. And I don't think because a lot I was talking to my friends before like all this went down about like you know I don't really know what's going on because I can't really read him because I'm not seeing him much, but he kind of acts like he's into me still, yeah. and like he's responsive and attentive. Like I just don't get it. And they're like, well, like have the talk, like like see where he's at and I was like no it's too soon and we can get in this later yeah but <laughs> for another that DTR, that, that, the DTR <laughs> is serious I was like no I think it's too soon and they're like why and I was like you're right like I don't even believe in this myself the idea that like it's too soon to talk about it because like feelings are feelings yeah and you can't just like put a guardrail and like no I'm not gonna really like you until for another three weeks like true check my watch let me see i got another week and a half before we get to the i like you stage like that's just i think that's bullshit so like it's hard for me to be judgy about clinginess because i think that people should just feel what they feel and express it and stop with this bullshit of like who's gonna be the cool who's gonna look like the coolest to the other person like oh if i you know it's the game of like not texting back right away right yeah Right? Like, I'm trying to look, I'm trying to be less available because I don't want you to know how much I like you. And I'm not about that. I'm not about, like, purposely someone coming to me and being like, oh, do you want to see each other Tuesday or Thursday? And being like, oh, no, I'm free. I'm not free Tuesday. Like, we'll have to do it Thursday. When I really am, like, no. Yeah, that's just, (laughs) yeah, I, was I ever there? No. And I don't get it. And it scares so many guys, too. Like, whenever I'm, like, Hey, like I want to see you. Let's schedule mm-hmm. the next date. Here's yeah. like four days when I'm free, and they're mm-hmm. like, "Whoa, slow down!" It's like again, really? we're that's, dating. That's so weird. Not even like "Whoa, slow down" huh. so much as it is like, like I'll have girlfriends like say to me, "Like you should make yourself less available," and I'm like, "Why? I'm dating this person." <laughs> well, yeah. See, like it's it's weird because I, I think it really. I I know with um, I'm just gonna call her Red Sox fan for now. <laughs> but, with Red Sox. Yeah. Um, we usually at least try to like hang out like once a week, give or take. But, at least once a week, yeah. I would say. But the thing is like that we sort of, ha- and it's weird because I know that, that I don't, yeah, that's sort of like, it's weird how that worked out. We went on like one date and it's like, hey, do you want to meet like next Wednesday? Mm-hmm. Oh no, snowstorm. No, do you still want to hang out? It's like, I don't have to work. So like, oh yeah, actually, yeah, sure, why not? Yeah. And we still went out and then like the next, so like after that, it's not like we said like we like sat down and like had a planner. But Meant like, to meet that, yeah, yeah. But it's sort of, we were cool with the concept of like, all right, we, you just you know, want to see each other. Yeah, if you're so busy. Sense. Yeah, and if, you're if you're busy free, this week, and I'm yeah. free, yeah. then why not yeah. see each other? And that's also what I didn't get about. <laughs> I was kind of a little, like, I, I going back to this guy, like, he was transparent with what was going on, but at the same time, like, and we've, you and I have talked about this, about, like, what, quote, unquote, is long distance, because, like, in cities like Chicago or New York, if you live more than, like, a bus and a train away, like, that's long distance. Yes. <laughs> and so, like, so, like, this dude lives, like, in my neighborhood, like, literally straight shot, like, down the block, like, a ten, less than a 10-minute walk. And I was like, what do you mean, like, make time for me? Like, you could literally, after, like, after work, just, like, yeah. walk over for I an know. hour and go home. Like, I know. it's not... So, 
and but then the, like I also don't want to be regurgitating like the bullshit that's like oh if someone likes you I'm like time for you that's not yeah. true either like mm-hmm. life is not a romantic comedy true um but yeah but like yeah so like see each other when you want to see each other and don't play the game of like well I want to be the person that likes them less yeah. right you never like for yeah. some reason we never want to be the person that has the bigger feelings mm-hmm. and like the one that's like putting themselves out there and that's what kind of sucked about this thing is I was like embarrassed because I felt like I had like put too much out there and like went too hard or like was so into it and then he like wasn't as into it and then I was like no it doesn't matter like I was just being honest well it's weird because then I don't want to like sound like a high school like, yeah. yeah yeah where it's like yeah well you would want to find someone who appreciates that but i don't know it, i go but. back and forth on that a lot because and so for instance when i had this conversation with my aunt um so i have bipolar one disorder mm. and i think that's also something that i like to be upfront with people about because not like on the first date mm-hmm. <laughs> and all but here's what i've learned like i you should hear the mental health episode <laughs> <laughs> so like when you're diagnosed I was diagnosed in my early 20s and so and I had already been dating for eight years so like Mm -hmm. I had to learn how to date with now this thing being like a real thing and not me being emotional or like dramatic like Mm -hmm. I actually had this thing to explain to people as an explanation not an excuse for anything right like it, it when I explain that to people it puts a different lens on my behavior right so and I think that it's also something that people should know because a lot of times people have their own experiences with it and it may like taint. Like if, if someone has their own mental health issues that they're dealing with, then it may not be healthy for them to be in a relationship with mental health issues. Yeah. Um, and so I like to be upfront about it, but it's also something that if people, people have so much stigma around that they make so many assumptions about it, yeah. that if you just kind of throw that out there, and they don't know enough about you, like that's gonna be the thing that sticks out. So like they're gonna go home and be like, yeah, I met this girl and she's bipolar and she likes baseball. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? And so like it could be like a predominant thing. Whereas like True. if people, so when I was I went on a date with a guy once and he was like showing me a tattoo that he got, um, and this was like a year, like less than a year after I was diagnosed. So I was it was still like new to me. And he was showing this tattoo that he got that was kind of like an infinity symbol, kind of not. And he was like, it represents like the ups and downs of my life and like my mentality and like how I should, like need to kind of like stabilize, but it keeps going or some bullshit. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> like, and I kind of laughed and he was like, what are you laughing at? I was like, no, I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing because it like, it actually kind of resonates with me because I was like recently diagnosed bipolar. Yeah. And he literally said to me like, that's not something you should tell someone on the second date. And I was like, what? and I didn't really react, like, because I've been, I, since I've been in treatment, I'm trying this thing where I just kind of, like, let it settle and, like, True. think about how I want to respond to it. Right? Well, well, that's fair. I, I once went on a first date where someone told me they were, like, in a DUI recently. It's like, why the fuck do I need to know that? Well, right. And so it's fair, but it's also kind of, like, so then I got mad because I was, like, not, I mean, not mad at him, but, like, yeah. internally I was, like, if you can't deal with this and like I'm being upfront with you and like this is something you should know and and like so I got so mad about it and I was telling my aunt about it later and she was like you know what really think about it because also why I was mad is because later on our third date I was direct with him and I was like hey I just want to let you know like it kind of put me off when I told you that I had this and you just kind of like the way you responded wasn't really 
supportive. Mm -hmm. And he was like, oh, well, I just responded like that because I have my own issues with mental health and he was like yeah I, I think I'm a self-diagnosed schizophrenic <laughs> and I, in my head like I was like okay that's way worse that's, yeah. <laughs> like, like and you're judging me because I'm like got my shit going on yeah. and so so I was telling my aunt about this and she was like well you should let people like get to know you because then that way when you later tell them like oh I'm bipolar mm -hmm. then they're not just gonna see bipolar and they may actually think that like how they've been thinking of bipolar yeah. is actually like different than like what it is. True. You know what I mean? So they're like, oh, this girl, like it's not like crazy Hollywood, whatever. It's that you like are just a person that's happy and emotional. I never thought of you as Hollywood. As what? Crazy Hollywood. Crazy Hollywood. Yeah. Well, like I mean, like like Claire Danes and Homeland. Like when I tell people oh, I have bipolar, oh, and they're like, yeah. oh, you're like connecting, you're color coding articles like on the wall with string or whatever, no. and it's just like, no, it's just. Sometimes I go on like mad shopping sprees. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know like one thing we talked about before that you said that you were like really, I said like usually early on, I'm not full on PDA. Oh yeah. Yeah. But so you it's said, something that you ease into. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I think it's different for different people. Some people just don't, and some people are just aren't touchy in general. It's mm -hmm. not even about being in public. They're just, yeah. that's not how they express themselves. I am a very touchy person, um, and especially if I've been drinking, which a lot of times when you're with your significant other, like, or whoever you're not even with your insignificant other, if you're just like casually out dating, true. drinking, but um, that is true, <laughs> right? It's true. You're <laughs> at a bar, you're out doing whatever, yeah. so you get a little buzzed, and I get a little feely, and like, and I also just. Like, I'm the type of person where if we're, like, walking down, like, walking home on an August night, like, I'll just, like, stop you, just, like, kiss you mm -hmm. kind of thing. So, like, that's just me, and that's how I express myself yeah. in relationships. So, I, I think that if you don't like that, then you should be honest about that up front True. because I don't want to make someone feel uncomfortable. Yeah. And it goes back to how we were talking earlier about if you don't let me know that the first time that you feel it... Mm -hmm. And then I keep doing it because I don't know that. Yeah. And then eventually you're like, this is something that's really bothering me because you've been doing it and I don't like it. Well, again, you should have fucking told me earlier and I wouldn't have been doing it. But also let them know because you don't know if it's a deal breaker for me. Yeah. <laughs> because I once was like uh, dating a guy and the, um, the Blackhawks one, I can't remember what year it was. Fifteen? I don't know. No, because it was like three times in the last like ten years, so I okay. can't keep them straight. But um, the Blackhawks won. I was living here, so it must have been yeah, fifteen or yeah, it was definitely in two thousand fifteen. And we went out into the streets to like party, and we're smoking a blunt. And I'm like, hi, and we've been drinking, and we're mm -hmm. partying, and everyone's happy. So like, I go to make out with him, and he literally like puts his hand like on me. He's like, no, like no. I was like, are you fucking kidding? Like, look at where we are right now. And he's like, I don't want to do PDA. I was like, oh my God, this is such bullshit. Like, I was legit mad about it. And like, and again, also, we had been dating for like a few months at this point. So it was like, dude, like, <laughs> this is something. And like sleeping together for a few months. So See, it's like, yeah, that's different. Like, I, I know like someone, we, uh, we went out like, I think a couple of times. 
and she was like oh kiss me and I was like oh there's like a kid in front of me that's just weird so I just like licked her in the forehead and called it even. oh my god <laughs> like Simba yeah like, no, no I didn't do that oh no I was like, damn that's a great yeah no <laughs> do that to a girl on a date yeah she'll fucking love it I guarantee it guarantee it guarantee it I am going to try that she'll go home and be like you wait you till you hear what this what guy did yeah. <laughs> it was a proof that Simba me yeah <laughs> Did he carry you? I know. <laughs> exactly. He did that. <laughs> um, oh my god. But also like and you need to be you need to be upfront about it and like very clear about your boundaries because mm-hmm. I did a guy where on our first date we so we kind of like bar hopped mm-hmm. and between bar number 2 and bar number 3 like I'm three or four cocktails in hadn't really had much to eat so it's pretty gypsy yeah and also i've known this guy for a while it wasn't like i just met this guy online like we went on a date like i've known him for a while so Mm -hmm. it was one of those dates that doesn't feel like a first date because we already know so much about each other yeah and it's just kind of like oh we're just like taking our friendship to the next step so then between the second and the third date or the third bar um i like grabbed his hand because like whatever so I grabbed his hand and he didn't really react in the moment but then the next day we're like laying in bed and just kind of you know like when you're first seeing someone you talk about like oh did you see this coming or like when did you know you liked me like whatever Mm -hmm. and he was like yeah we were on the date and you grabbed my hand and it like really took me by surprise but he didn't like indicate either way whether it was negative or positive okay and I my immediate reaction was like embarrassment because I was like, oh, maybe I was like too touchy too soon. And so that put like a negative cast on it from my perspective. Right. So the way I interpreted it was like, oh, I didn't like that you held my hand so soon. Yeah. And so I should have been, I should have asked him to be clear in the moment, like, oh, is that a bad thing? Or like, oh, did it like, it just kind of like surprised you? Because then, that's true. Like it was on me at that, my, like, time to like clarify because then later whenever I w- we'd be like walking and I wanted to hold his hand I would kind of like wait a second and be like I don't know should I hold his hand like and I'm like overthinking it now well see that was like the weird thing with me whenever I go out with someone I never really know when to hold hands I just sort of I feel like if you feel to... a physical attraction and you like yeah. you can tell right like you yeah. can tell body language if someone's right. putting it into you or if right, someone's right, like right, right. putting their body closer to you and yeah. you just want to grab like so do it yeah True. I don't know. I feel like it's a very easy indicator of like, hey, I'm in, like, this yeah, is going I'm somewhere. It's going well. Because I am willing to get this, not that, this, but for me, that that's a huge, like, <gasps> See, yeah, it's different for different people. And, like, yeah. it didn't bother me on a first date to this guy, like, that I've known for a year to, like, grab his hand. Word. <laughs> well, I know, um, it's interesting because um, usually I like going through a couple of months ago, I took the Myers-Briggs test again for fun. Mm-hmm. And I was always, like, thinking, like, if me, I'm, like, a super extrovert. I don't know how that would feel if I was dating an introvert. But I feel like it depends. It really depends. Yeah. Because, like, there's, like, different, like, people aren't just one. Right. Like, some people are just, like, okay, I'm 80%. Like, extrovert. that means I have some introvert in me. Right. So that's not a bad thing. But then, again, I guess it depends how that Computes. It depends on each person. Yeah. Each relationship is different. Yeah. Every introvert is different. Every extrovert is different. True. 
I like to think of myself as an extroverted introvert. Hmm. Because, I mean, like, I'm obviously a gregarious person and I talk a lot and I'm outgoing. But I don't like going out. <laughs> like, I really yeah. don't. Like, I'm, I'm a big home buddy. And, like, I dated the same guy from the Blackhawks celebration. Like, he um, ended up having to, like, move home for a while. So he was flying in for a weekend to stay with me and, like, have a weekend together. And he wanted to, like, go out with the boys and, like, go to the bar. And he was like, come with. And I was like, no. <laughs> like, <laughs> I thought we were going to have a sexcation. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, I, like, that's fine. Like, go meet your boys. Have a great time. And, uh, like, do you. And yeah. so then, like, he got mad at me because then, like, he came home and, like, I'm on the couch, like, half passed out watching Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, you don't want to do anything. And I was like, no, I don't want to do anything. I don't. But I'm, like, supportive of you going out and having fun. And yeah. I'll just, like, be here when you get back. And we don't. And then, like, the next night you can hang out with me. Mm-hmm. Or we'll go do something, like, low-key or whatever. So you just need to find the balance. Like, as long as you're okay not being with the... If, if you're not codependent, yeah. <laughs> then it's fine. Because yeah. then you're not begging the person to stay home. Or you're not begging the person to go out with you. True. But I think that introverts and extroverts work because... And I saw this with my mom and my dad. Like, my mom pulled my dad out of the house. Mm. And my dad, like, grounded my mom a little bit. And kind of, like, because she was, like, the social butterfly and just, like, flying around. And I think that, like, he kind of grounded her. And then she got him to, like, go out and be more social. Mm. And so I think that, like, that can work. As long as you're not pushing the person beyond, like, where they want to go. That's a good point. Yeah. I never thought of it that way. But it goes back to, like, music and stuff. Like, everything that we're talking about. Like, introduce it to the other person and, like, make it part of your relationship. As long as you're not... If you're establishing boundaries and you're establishing your deal breakers, then you're not pushing them outside that. But it's great being a homebody during the winter. It's so great being a homebody during the winter. It's so... I mean, they call it cuffing season for a reason. Exactly. (laughs) Like, let's be honest. And, like, Chicago winters when it's just, like, I don't want to go out. Yeah. Let's order food. Well, that was me um, with the uh, uh, Red Sox. We like met around January. I hope so. someone. Can I just say, like, I hope someone I dated somewhere like refers to me as like Cardinals girl or something. Mm. Like, <laughs> well, so <laughs> in a previous uh, episode, um, my friend and I gave her the nickname Upper West Side, mm. just because that's where she lived. Okay. But for this point of view, we're yeah. just going to call her Red we're Sox. We're going to call her Red yeah. Sox. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, we met like around January and we didn't really want to go out after the first time we went out because it's like, yeah, it's snowing, it's cold as fuck. I know. See, that's my yeah. thing about quality time. It doesn't need to be like yeah. an extravagant thing. Yeah. I would like to bounce, I would like to pepper in some like actual dates in between Which is like fine once Netflix May came and chill. Along. Right, yeah. yeah, but I don't, I totally don't mind then, yeah. yeah, no. Because also like introducing movies and like, Binging shows with someone is mm-hmm. such a, like a great part of a new relationship that like I could do that all day. Like Plus, it was interesting yeah. because we like both liked uh, like Marvel movies. It's like oh cool, we're gonna see Age of Ultron. Did you Which do is, all yeah. eighteen back to back to back to back to back? No, like we I did not. We no, did not. No, we, we did that with House of Cards. <laughs> we watched all thirteen episodes. Okay, that's impressive. We're not back to back to back. I binged House of Cards with someone no, like someone I had just started dating once, and it yeah. was like a very like I'll never forget that weekend. <laughs> like, <laughs> No, it's a bonding yeah. experience yeah. when you watch something like that for like thir- when you spend thirteen hours like developing that story with someone. True. It's deep. But yeah, but then that's also like the interesting things if they don't agree with some of the things of some characters. 
Yeah, um, I recently, have you ever seen 500 Days of Summer? Yes. I um, had a guy watch that. I felt really bad because... <laughs> he was Joseph gordon Levitt. No, <laughs> kind of looked like him. Um, he had slept over, yada, 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 which by the way is a very discreet, great playlist name. Um, and <laughs> so he slept over and he, <laughs> I'm such an asshole. He was like, oh, I could be like convinced to stay for a bit. And I had gotten high that morning and my high ass was like, oh, he wants to like stay and hang out. And I was like, have you ever seen 500 Days of Summer? And we watched it and it wasn't until he left that I was like, oh, he meant getting laid. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I so I yeah. made this guy stick around for like an hour and a half to watch fucking 500 Days of Summer. <laughs> so kudos to him that was really great but he had to, I think he did end up liking it but it's one of my favorite movies because it tells like a perspective like two very different perspectives of like how the relationship happened mm -hmm. and he and I even like at the same time because I was like what I like about this movie is that like they're both right and he was like and at the same time we were like in their own ways like they, you can see it from both people's perspective well it's sort of like the I remember in the movie the one thing I did like is that everything that he loved about her when he first mm -hmm. when they yeah. first started going out was everything that he everything hated, hated yeah, and yeah. that fucking birthmark on yeah. her arm and the way she <laughs> smacks her lips before she talks. I love it's one of my favorite movies of all time. It's one of my favorite soundtracks of all time. I think it's an like a very unique way of telling a breakup story and I think it's great. But then like that's a, there's an example of where like we both looked at each other's perspective differently mm -hmm. in the same show that like we're watching the same movie, literally, but like we're seeing different things. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Now I'm interested because now I wanna see what someone feels like if they watch Internal Sunshine and Spotless Mind. Do it. That's, that's gonna be like a weird like, hey, we should watch this movie. It's like why I am going to test you afterwards. Just see, no. I mean yeah, it's one of my favorite movies. Yeah. Like it or be gone. <laughs> <laughs> um it's weird because i know like one thing i noticed is i never really understood what people meant by chemistry until yeah. i realized i didn't actually so you don't have it yeah <laughs> like it's weird because I, I i'm assuming everything's gonna go well and it's like oh yeah and then when it doesn't on my end it's like you can't force it yeah and that's it's so cliche but it's so true you can't force it if you don't i am very much of the idea that like if i don't feel it in the first like few seconds few moments seconds. yeah if we're not vibing in the first few moments like i'm probably because like every single guy that i've dated i've vibed with like right off the bat mm. like even the guy that i like the guy that i knew for a year before i even like took like did my shot my shot moment mm -hmm. like even before that like mm -hmm. yeah so huh. So would you just like end the date after like the 10 seconds? Like, yeah, I don't feel it. Yeah, I'm sorry. I don't, no, I wouldn't end a date, but I have been on dates where I've checked out right away. Yeah. Um, I went on the worst date of, I think, anyone's life. Hmm. Um, he was crap. He was late. He was crass. He was rude. He was disrespectful. He was what's vulgar. Considered, what's considered late? No, I'm just joking. It was 20 minutes and he didn't text me to say he was going to be late. Hmm. Yeah. And this was like a Sunday afternoon going to get like casual drinks on a patio. Yeah. So anyway, and he said some like really crass things to me where I kind of like looked over my shoulder like, I, like am I here? Sure? Like, am, am I, is this happening? Like even the waitress, the one I, one time like her and I made like connected eyes, like this guy's a fucking asshole. Like yeah. she looked really, like she felt bad for me. But yeah, no, I went on, but then like I clocked out immediately as soon as he showed up because he, I was like, that's rude as fuck Yeah. to just 
you have a phone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so I clocked out, but I had told him what I liked, what I liked to do because I don't do online dating anymore. But what I did when I did it is that I would give them a hard stop. So I told him like, oh, I have to be back at six because I'm watching the VMAs with my roommate, which was true. But the creative. VMAs are at six here. I think it was like red carpet. We okay. wanted to watch or something okay. like that. So, um, <laughs> fucking New York. So, what? I'm sorry. Different time zones. <laughs> so, uh, I gave him that hard stop. So then that way, like, when I clocked out right away, I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I can do this for an hour. It'll be like part of the story. It'll be a story to tell or like mm-hmm. whatever. And so I just like did it. But yeah, no, if I don't feel it off the bat, then I'm usually just kind of like, eh, whatever. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. See, I can't do that. Because yeah. I've never been able to, like, you can't manufacture it. Like, yeah. It's kind of like going back to the sense of humor thing. Like, if I, you yeah. know, spit something at you and you just, it just, like, falls, then, like, like this isn't fun. I don't get it. <laughs> it's like, well, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you. Then you're never going to get it. Yeah. <laughs> it's not going to get any better from here. It's no. really not. Yeah. This is exactly what you came for. And True. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, so... Um, do you have like any specific like deal breakers? Like, I'm not saying like advice because like well, we're both single, so we're not really <laughs> in the mindset of giving yeah. advice. Like, hey, we're both single, and we're gonna tell you what to do. Like, yeah. yeah. But everyone does that though. Yeah. Talk to a friend about your breakup. Yeah. Watch five of your friends give you advice while they're in shitty oh, relationships. So I saw this meme the other day. Where it was, uh, hey, you're single, but you give, like, great advice. How's that possible? And right. then, like, the reply was, like, coaches don't play. Ah, <laughs> right? That's so true. But then someone replied back, but, yeah, usually coaches used to play. It's like, exactly. See, so I have experience, so I know what I'm talking about. But not really, because yeah. I'm not in the game anymore. We all have experience. Yeah. It's just, I mean, but also people that look like they're in, quote, unquote, successful relationships aren't always. So. That's true. Yeah. yeah. But I guess, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Not advice so much. I think my general feeling towards... Or thoughts. Or thoughts, yeah. yeah. Uh, Deal breakers is that... And this kind of ties back into just millennials in general, like like communicating their emotions and articulating stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, put the effort in to be self-reflective and understand what your deal breakers are in each situation that you're in don't be like me and then be like oh shit that was non-negotiable and now i like lost a good thing Mm -hmm. um but like so identify those and communicate them for sure early yeah yeah not like first date early though i mean depending on what it is yeah yeah if you meet if you go on a first date with someone they bring out a pack of cigarettes like i'm not above being like this isn't gonna work out i don't date smokers we're not we're not making out tonight we're not making out tonight yeah it's not going down sorry (laughs) And not even, you can't even erase it with brushing your teeth. That's how bad it is. Or mouthwash? No, it's so bad. It lingers and it lingers on people. Uh, sorry, I keep digressing into this because whatever. <laughs> but yeah, cool. Um, but yeah, thanks for drinking it up at your place. Thanks, yeah. Wind down, yeah. little chit chat. Did we finish it? No. Yeah. We got We're some left. There. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you got another bottle in the fridge. It's fine. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for having me. You're welcome. Boop. Actually, one last word, Anchor, the app that I use to record and distribute the podcast, they have an option for listener support. So if you just go to anchor.fm slash sarcastony, which is S-A-R-C-A-S 
T-O-N-Y. Um, there's different options. I usually just say go for like the 99 cent option because the way I think about it is just all the change you accumulate throughout the week. And that'd be awesome just because it would help me record elsewhere instead of just inside someone's place or in their office. So any support would be helpful and that'd be awesome. So thanks again for listening.